Well, good morning, church. How's everybody doing today? All right, come on, let's stand to our feet. Let's praise Jesus in this place today. Let's give him all glory, honor, and praise.
this place today, Lord.
Dear Lord, I pray over the people in this room. I'm sure that every single one of us can say that we're going through something, that we're stressed about something, that we're heartbroken about something, but Lord, I thank you for salvation, that we can rejoice in that, that we can say that it is well with our souls because we have hope in you, that you will carry us through and that, um, that we will one day be with you. And so I pray that as we sing this song this morning, that we sing, it is well with my soul, um, that we would just lift this praise to you, this worship to you as an offering thankfulness for all that you've done for us. In Jesus' name.
it is well. Why? Because we have Jesus, right, church? Amen. Let's give him some praise this morning. Thank you for his spirit in this place today. Good morning, Julia. Well, good morning, church family. You may be seated. We are so grateful that you are joining with us today in worship. Welcome, welcome. My name is Julia. I'm the young adult minister here, and we are so glad that you are either visiting with us or for those of you that have been here for a while, um, welcome back. Um, there's a few ways that you can get connected with us, and one of those is through our text-based platform. You can text the number 904-441-6900 and text the word CONNECT. That will pull up our digital connect card. Let us know that you are here, where you're visiting from, or if you've been here, you're part of our church family. That's a wonderful way to send any prayer requests or life updates that you might wanna share with us. You can also always stop by our welcome desk out in the atrium. And especially if it's your first time, we have a gift just for you out there. A few things that we have going on in our church. Our dinner theater is happening this Friday. And if you do not already have tickets, there are a few left. You don't want to wait. You can stop by the table in the atrium or you can go onto our website and purchase a ticket for the dinner theater happening this Friday. Also, my favorite week of the entire year is VBS. We will be holding VBS on campus June 5th through 9th. So if you have kids, neighbors, grandkids who are interested in that, save the date, June 5th through 9th. It's going to be such an incredible time. Last year, we had several kids who made decisions for Christ and were baptized during that week. It was an incredible celebration, and I can't wait to see how God is going to work through VBS this year. Also, I hope you had a great, if not chilly, spring break. Um, we are back to our normal Wednesday night activities this week. So youth, kids praise, choir, Bible studies will all be back this Wednesday night, um, so hopefully you had a great uh, break and are ready to dive right back into all of that. And we have Easter coming up. Before you know it, we have invite cards throughout the atrium. If you wanna grab one, invite a neighbor, invite a coworker, someone who maybe doesn't have a church home to come to, Easter is a great time to invite people in our community to come and hear the good news of Jesus Christ. So I hope that you will um, grab some of those and invite your friends. And next, we're gonna come into a time of giving. And our church has been so faithful in sending missionaries locally and across the world. And during this time, we take a special offering for Annie Armstrong, who supported missionaries and was a great voice for those people she encouraged churches all over the nation to support missionaries, both locally and abroad. And so during this time of the year, we remember her legacy and we also give in support of missionaries. So anytime you give to Anastasia Church, you are supporting uh, missionaries, but we take a time for a special offering to Annie Armstrong to, and all of those givings go straight to missionaries. So I hope if you are partnering with us this morning, um, you can help us send the good news across the world. There's a few ways that you can give. You can text the number 904-441-6900 and text the word give. You can go on our website or there are offering boxes throughout the church if you would rather give that way. There is no pressure, but we are so grateful for the support of the church 
that gives so generously and so graciously every week. With that, let's pray for our offerings. Lord, we just take this time to thank you for how freely you give to us, Lord, how you provide for all of our needs. And Lord, we thank you for the greatest gift that you have given your son, Jesus. And as we just take time this morning to give back what little we have, God, we just pray that you would multiply it, that you would bless it, that you would use it for your kingdom's sake to reach the hurting, the poor, the sick, those around us who have never heard your good news before, Lord. I pray that these offerings would be a sweet fragrance to you, Lord, that you would multiply them and bless them. Amen. Amen. Good morning, church. You guys awake? The time change is not hurting anybody in here, right? Everybody's good to go. Well, hey, we're so glad that you chose to join us this morning. Uh, before we jump into the sermon this morning, I, I want to share just with you an urgent prayer request. Um, as many of you know, and even Julia mentioned, uh, we have mission partnerships uh, really locally, internationally, all over the world. And one of those that, uh, that we partner with and one that is very near to my heart is the Hope for Haiti Foundation. And Hope for Haiti uh, it was started by Peter and Shay Fontana, who were sitting right there many years ago, and it is an orphanage for kids in Haiti. And uh, I have a picture, hopefully we can show, of the kids there. And it serves uh, over 43 kids there uh, who call it home. And not only is it a place of safe haven and shelter for these kids, there's also a school there that serves the community, and there's an, also a church there that outreaches to the area. Well, if you've been following the things in Haiti that are going on, things are pretty desperate there right now. And the corruption in the government has led to many gangs really running the land right now. And in the area where the orphanage sits, we have seen just in the last few weeks, many of those gangs kind of claim some of that territory and land. And we have a real concern uh, that those gangs will try to come to where the orphanage is. And so I, I want to come to you, church, and I want to ask you, not just let's pray this morning, I want to ask you to pray throughout this week that God would put it heavy on your heart that this is a safe place for these kids, that it's an outreach for the community in that area. And we want to pray specifically that God would put his hedge of protection around that orphanage and protect these kids. It's an important place, not just for this church, it's an important place for me as I've been there very many times, that we and my family sponsor a child there. And so I, I covet, I covet your prayers in that. So will you join me this morning in prayer? Lord Jesus, God, we thank you for your faithfulness. God, we are so grateful for the Hope for Haiti Orphanage. Lord, we pray, Father, that your hedge of protection would surround the kids and the staff that work there. God, we pray for a miracle to happen. And we pray that those kids would be in your safety. And so, God, we pray for the, the nation of Haiti. We pray that, God, you would work in a powerful way, that, Lord, that even in the midst of where that orphanage is, there are people who are coming to know you through the church there. God, we pray that you would continue to use them in power. And so, Father, we love you so much, and we commend these things to you and pray that you would work in a mighty way to bring protection over them. We pray for the Fontanas. We pray that continue to give them wisdom and discernment. 
And we pray for each one of those kids that are there. May they know how much they are loved by you and that they are prayed for today by this church family. We love you and proud of this in Jesus' mighty name and all God's people said, amen. amen. Thank you, church. Well, as we continue uh, going through the gospel of John, uh, the latter part of it, we're, we're nearing the time in the gospel of John. We've been finishing up, uh, we're gonna be finishing up chapter 16 this morning. The point uh, really where Jesus has kind of the last few words and discussions with his disciples before he is arrested. And so as we come to the end of it, I, I believe that uh, God is having, or Jesus is having some important, important conversations to prepare the disciples for what lays ahead of them. And so if you have your Bibles, I want, to in turn, I want you to turn this morning to John chapter 16, and we're going to be looking at verse 25 and reading to the end. And I'm going to ask you to multitask this morning as well. If you can thumb over to Romans chapter 8, uh, over to verse 37, we're going to go there afterwards because I think there, these verses, these passages correlate uh, in many ways. So if you can this morning, uh, turn to John 16, and if you will, please stand in the honor of the reading of God's word. Verse 25, Jesus says this, I have said these things to you in figures of speech. The hour is coming when I will no longer speak to you in figures of speech, but will tell you plainly about the Father. And in that day we will ask in my name, and I do not say that I will ask the Father on your behalf, for the Father himself loves you. And because you have loved me, I have believed that I, and believed that I have came from God. I came from the Father and have came into the world, and now I am leaving the world and going to the Father. His disciples said, ah, now you are speaking plainly and not figurative speech. Now we know that you are all things and do not need anyone to question this or you. This is why we believe that you came from God. Jesus answered them, do you now believe? Behold, the hour is coming. Indeed, it has come when you will be scattered, each to his own home, and will leave me alone. Yet I am not alone, for the Father is with me. I have said these things to you that in me you may have peace. In the world, you will have tribulation, but take heart, I have overcome the word. If you can, flip over to Romans chapter eight now, verse 37. I think Paul writes this based off what Jesus said in John 16. Romans eight thirty-seven. Knowing all these things, we are more than conquerors through him who loved us. Amen, church? For I am sure that neither death, nor life, nor angels, nor rulers, nor things present, nor things to come, nor powers, nor height, nor depth, nor anything in all creation will be able to separate us from the love of God in Christ Jesus our Lord. Amen. You may be seated this morning. I want to talk to you this morning from the subject area of overcoming. See that I think that as Jesus is talking to his disciples as he's teaching them and preparing them for what is to come, he wants them to be reminded because of his work on the cross, because he is with them, they are built to overcome. And what Paul would later say is that we are more than conquerors through Christ Jesus. And I believe that what he is saying here is true for us. We are conquerors. We are overcomers. Not in the sense that you and I are, are built for conquest or taking over things, but that we are conquerors and we are overcomers of the trials and the struggles and the hurts and the challenges that we face in this world. Ultimately, that we would be more than conquerors in life as Christians because we know that the victory over death 
and sin has already been defeated. And I believe that the narrative of our faith is built on the idea that you and I are able to overcome the struggles and trials of this world. Not because we of our power of in of ourselves, but a power that comes from the Lord Jesus and what he has done on the cross. Ultimately, that we would be more than conquerors, that, that we would know this morning that we have the ability to overcome what stands in front of us. Do you know that you are more than conquerors in Christ Jesus this morning? Because I think if we're honest, a lot of us are thinking the opposite this morning. <laughs> we're thinking how defeated we feel. We're thinking of how overcome we are by challenges and trials that we're going through in life. But the scriptures, I believe that Jesus is, is teaching us through John chapter 16 is that he has positioned us to be overcomers in this world. The story of the people of Israel is how they overcame opposition. The story of the early church is how God's people overcame persecution to establish the New Testament church. For this morning, I believe God has given us the ability to be overcomers of the trials and temptations that we face in this world. Do you believe that you're an overcomer in Christ? We just tap your neighbor and say, hey, you're an overcomer in Christ. Just tap him, just tell him. All right, we are more than conquerors in Christ because of this. If you're taking notes, kingdom truths have been revealed to us. Kingdom truths have been revealed to us. Know what, look what Jesus says in, in John chapter 16. He says, I will no longer speak to you in figures of speech, but I will tell you plainly about the Father. See, Jesus, during his time with his disciples, is always trying to reveal to them deeper understanding about the kingdom of heaven. You'll see this over and over again. It's taught through parables or teaching, and Jesus is trying to help them understand things. And what kingdom truths are, in fact, spiritual revelations about God's character, his deity, eternal life in him, salvation, and life on this earth. He's trying to reveal these things to them. And he would reference these in parables and illustrations. But the hope that Jesus is trying to impart to his disciples and ultimately us is that we would understand the deeper truths of the kingdom of God. And the reason that he is revealing these things to us is that we would live our lives fully for him and for his kingdom. That when challenges come our way, we would know the deep truths of God's kingdom. Uh, he has made known his ways, his thoughts to us so that we would be more than conquerors over this world. I, I love what Matthew chapter 13 says when Jesus is talking to his disciples about these kingdom truth. He says, to you it has been given to know the secrets of the kingdom of heaven, but to know them it has been given. But blessed are your eyes for they see and your ears for they hear. For truly I say to you, many prophets and righteous people long to see what you see and did not see it, and to hear what you hear and did not hear it. Jesus is saying for many of the patriarchs and leaders and matriarchs of our faith, they longed to know the spiritual and kingdom truths that you and I hold in the word of God today. The things that Christ has revealed to us, people long to know these truths. And they have been made available to us. 
you and I have the availability to know the deep secrets of the kingdom of God. You know, I was having a conversation with one of my friends who, in his job, uh, required him to have uh, security clearance to know some things that were classified. And uh, he didn't share me any of the secrets, if you're going to ask me that. But uh, he did share me the process of what that looks like. And it's this long, lengthy process for him to get screened, to get cleared, and all these background checks and references and all this process so that he could eventually know these uh, top secret things or these classified things. And, and, and as we were talking through the process, he says, you know, part of the reason why I need to know these things is so that I can be effective at the job that I've been asked to do, right? And so they reveal these things after some background check. They, they make that information available to him. They read him into it so he can be successful at his job. Can I tell you, similarly, Jesus is revealing the secrets of the kingdom to you and I so that we would be overcomers of this world, so that we would know the fullness of his truth, so that when trials and persecution and hardship comes our way, we would say, well, I know I'm not gonna let these defeat me because I know the deep truths of the scripture that Jesus has made available to me through his word. What an incredible thing that you and I can open God's word. And whatever we're facing, whatever trials we're going through, there is wisdom, there's discernment, there's understanding, there's healing, there's forgiveness, there is understanding of salvation through the words of God. He's made it available to us. The deep secrets of the kingdom are available to you and me. Are we leaning in to discern them and to understand them? Because here they are, they're available. <laughs> Jesus invites us to know them, to hide them in our heart. These are the truths that he's made available to us. Don't take it for granted. Are you searching them out daily? As we've been granted access to it. Second thing that you can write down this morning, we are more than conquerors in Christ because we have been given favor and blessing in Christ. Man, I love this. Jesus tells his disciples, the Father himself loves you because you have loved me and have believed that I came from God. Jesus, in other words, is saying that you have favor and blessing with the Father. The Father of all things, the creator of all things, knows you by name. And not only does he know you, he loves you. And you have blessing and favor with him. You know, I love that we often define blessings and favor, as, as, especially when we talk about God, as kind of receiving monetary gifts of blessing. But I, I don't think that that's what he's talking about here. I think when he's talking about blessing and favor, the understanding that we are loved by God, God is going to be with us through difficult times and difficult seasons, but he's also going to provide us opportunities to live fully for his name, meaning he's going to give us opportunities to serve him. That's favor and blessing. Can I tell you in this life, the greatest blessing that you can have is to be used by God. When you say, God, you use me for your glory and your kingdom, that is the greatest blessing that you will receive in this life. And, and here Jesus is saying, you have blessing. You are loved by the Father. God is gonna use you in immense ways. And even going back, he says, if you ask in my name, I, I encourage you to ask and it will be given. And not necessarily talking about these monetary things. He's talking, ask for opportunities to be used by me 
to bless others because you have favor with me. You know, as I look through my life, I can see over and over how God has granted me favor and blessing in my life. When I needed guidance, when I needed wisdom, God was right there when I was seeking him. Uh, just, just to give you an instant, just in the last few months, I, I, I had just a, a few weeks ago, I was meeting with our staff. In case you haven't noticed, we're, we're building some buildings back here and, and there's a lot of planning and, and thought that goes into it. And I was meeting with our staff and, and we said, hey, we really need someone to help us consult with making sure that we have all the needs that we need in the youth and children's building as far as uh, audiovisual. And so I, I'm thinking, okay, I need to find somebody who can help consult us through this process. That was on Sunday afternoon, I had this discussion. Tuesday morning, I get a text on my phone from a member in our church who says, hey Sam, I don't know why God laid it on my heart, but I own an AV company. Would you guys happen to need any help uh, with this new building and a consultant? I'd be happy to donate my time. <laughs> Is that not blessing and favor? A few months before that, the Lord laid on my heart, it was heavy on my heart that we needed to start a prayer team that met here on Sunday mornings early at 7.30 to pray over our church. He, Lord, he laid it on my heart, it was heavy on my heart. I've been thinking about it. I come to men's Bible study one night and one of the guys in my men's Bible study says, Sam, I, I don't know why God laid this on my heart, but he impressed it on my heart to tell you that we need to start a prayer ministry here at the church. And I said, as a matter of fact, he's been convicting me that too. Can I tell you this morning, we had a group of guys who gathered at 7.30 this morning to pray for this church. <laughs> That's God's favor and blessing. How about this? A, a, a few months ago, I was sitting on the beach. I'd received a prayer request from a, a guy in our church who was going through some health issues. I was sitting on the beach on a winter's day with my family on the beach. It wasn't a popular time to be on the beach. It was cold. It was kind of rainy out. We were sitting on the south end of the beach. There was not hardly anybody around. And I'm sitting on the beach with my family and I'm thinking about this guy who requested prayer. And it was heavy on my heart and thinking, I need to reach out to him and pray for him. As I am sitting there thinking about him, I look up and guess who's walking on the beach? This couple is walking right down the beach. And the Lord just said, hey, here's your opportunity. So I got to sit with them and pray with them on the beach. If that's not divine opportunity, if that's not God's favor and blessing, I don't know what is. God has given us favor and blessing to be used by him for his glory. And if you're not seeing that happen in your life, pay attention, look in, be intentional. Ask God to give you those opportunities. Why are we set up in such a way to be overcomers and conquerors? Because we have got God on our side. And if God be for us, then what? Who can be against us? And it's time that we not only say that, but we believe it and we live our lives that way that God has made us and he has positioned us in such a way to be overcomers. First Peter 2, 9, but you are a chosen race, a royal priesthood, a holy nation, a people of his own position, that you may proclaim the excellencies of him who called you out of darkness into marvelous light. Don't allow your life, the testimony that you have, go without declaring the excellencies of the one that we serve 
who loves us, who has given us favor and blessing. God has given us an opportunity. He has positioned us. Let's make sure that we live our lives fully for him. Third thing that you can write down this morning, we are more than conquerors in Christ because we have peace in the present because our future is established. Jesus tells his disciples, I have said these things to you that you may have peace. See, for the disciples, there was a tumultuous time that laid ahead of them. Jesus was fixing to be portrayed, arrested, and crucified. And Jesus said, hey, you're going to be scattered. It's going to be a difficult time. But he sneaks that truth in there. He says, in this world, you're going to have tribulation, but take heart, for I have overcome the world. Why did Jesus tell them that? So in the time when fear could sneak in and overtake them, he said, I have spoken these things so that you may have peace. What an amazing truth that the disciples could have clung to. What an amazing truth that you and I have. See, just as Jesus foretold what was to come for the disciples, for us in the scriptures, Jesus has foretold what's gonna come ahead of us in his second coming. And though we don't have all the specific details, we've been given enough to be faithful, to be true to his word, to be obedient, and most of all, to know that he holds our future. So we can have peace for today in knowing that he holds our future. You know, sometimes I get so wrapped up in worrying about today that I forget who holds my tomorrow. Sometimes I get so focused on what's in front of me and what's this week that I forget to look what's beyond that's this week and that's eternity with Christ. Sometimes we live our lives thinking that this is all there is. And we let one day, one week, one year, one season to define our whole life. But can I tell you, eternity in comparison to this life that we have here is but a blink. It's but a blink of an eye. And so Jesus is telling us, he's inviting us not to live like this is all there is, but Jesus is inviting us to live with eternity in scope and in mind. Today, we can have peace because we know who holds the future. This is the truth that Jesus was sharing with his disciples. Don't worry about tomorrow because I have overcome the world. There's going to be trying times, but don't you worry. I have overcome the world. Some of us need to be reminded of that this morning. Some of us need to hear that. First Peter 1, chapter 1, verses 3 through 5. Blessed be the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, According to his great mercy, he has caused us to be born again into a living hope through the resurrection of Jesus Christ from the dead, an inheritance that is imperishable, undefiled, unfading, kept in heaven for you, who by God's power are being guarded through faith for a salvation ready to be revealed in the last time. See, Jesus holds our future. It's secure in him. 
We don't have to be worried about it. We don't have to be concerned about tomorrow or what tomorrow holds because we know who holds the future. And our future is secure in him. Don't let the days on earth define your existence. Let your eternity in Christ define your existence. Last thing that you can write down this morning, we are more than conquerors in Christ because Jesus has made a way. Jesus says, but take heart, I have overcome the world. Jesus was helping the disciples see that he had made them a way for them to overcome. No matter what the world or life threw at them, because of Christ's victory over sin and death and the cross and the grave, they too would share in his victory. Just as you and I share in Christ's victory. Hebrews 12, 24, it says this, Jesus is there. He has made a way for man to go to God. He gave his blood that men might worship God in the new way. The blood of Jesus tells of better things than that which Abel used. Jesus has made a way for you and me to experience victory, healing, life, through his blood that was shed on the cross. There's a way for you and I to be more than conquerors in Christ Jesus, to be overcomers. I want to share a, a quick illustration real quick. And uh, A while back, they uh, made a road that crossed the entire United States. And if familiar for history, it's, it's, the road is called I-70. And a particular stretch of I-70 was really challenging for them to make and to create and that part is from Denver, Colorado, uh, through the Rocky Mountains uh, to the western parts of Colorado. And that part of I-70 was one of the hardest engineering feats uh, to mankind, really in the last hundred years, one of the greatest engineering feats. And it literally took the road I-70 through a mountain. And not only did it take it through a mountain, it's, it's over 11,000 feet where the tunnel is. It's one of the highest tunnels uh, highway tunnels in, in all the world. And it took five years to complete it over, uh, in today's standards, it took over $1 billion to create it. And literally the tunnel goes through 1.6 miles of the mountain. When you go through the Eisenhower tunnel, there is 1,600 more feet of mountain that is above you. And it's this crazy engineering feat. Nobody thought it could be done. Nothing had been even remotely done that, uh, similar to that during the time they built it. But today you can go to Colorado and you can go from Denver out to the Rockies and you can literally go under this mountain. And it's pretty cool that as you go through this tunnel in the mountain to think that so many said that there was no way that this road could exist. There is no way you could build a tunnel through a mountain and get people to the other side safely. And yet as you drive through it, some 30,000 people do it every day. I think there's a similar truth for us, as we gather as the body of Christ, for so many, our life story was that there's no way that God could forgive me. There's no way that God could provide a way for me to experience healing in my life. There's no way, there's no way that I could find forgiveness and hope and acceptance and love. But can I tell you, church, as we gather here today, we get to declare that our Lord and Savior, Jesus, he has made a way. Amen. Amen.
because we serve and we worship the way maker. And with him, all things are possible. For him, you and I can know healing and forgiveness and salvation because he went to the cross where there was no way. He made a way for you and me to know salvation. This morning, you may have came and you may have been in that idea and thought that there's no way the God of the universe would forgive me and love me and accept me. Can I tell you, the question is not whether God is big enough or powerful enough to forgive you or to make a way for you to experience salvation because he's already done it. He's already victorious over it. The question this morning is will you receive it? He's made a way for you. Will you walk in it? Will you surrender your life to him? Will you pursue him? If you're here this morning and, and, and you've accepted him as Lord and Savior, and maybe you just haven't lived your life fully for him, he has made a way for you and me to be more than conquerors in this life. Are you walking in it? Are you receiving his favor and blessing? So this morning, as we have a time of invitation, I invite you. He's made a way. Are you going to follow in it? Let's pray this morning. Lord, we love you so much. God, we want to give you all glory and honor for making a way when there was no way to be made. Only you could do that. Only you could make a way for us to go directly to the Father through your sacrifice, Jesus, on the cross. Only you can make a way for us to experience healing and forgiveness. And so this morning, we want to declare your goodness. And God, we are thankful before you. But Lord, God, we want to celebrate this morning. We want to receive what you have done for us. So this morning, as we have time to invitation, Lord, I pray that, God, as you're moving in our heart, that we would respond to how you're leading. It's in Jesus' mighty name we pray. Amen. Let's stand, let's worship. And if God's leading you, you come this morning, the altar's open. I'm here, we have counselors up front. We'd love to pray for you. You come as the Lord leads. You come.
shall be lift up your song Cause you got a lion inside of those lungs Get up and praise the Lord Come on, you got your praise on Come on, my Proclaim that name in all boldness and power. Amen. God bless you, church. Have a great week.